Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter 16, Daiva Asura Sampada Vibhaga Yoga, Yoga of differentiation between the divine and devilish qualities. We have learned about Kshetra Kshetragna Vibhaga, the differentiation between the field and its knower in chapter 13. Then in chapter 15 we talked about Purushottam Yoga, the one supreme which manifests as many. And now we are going into detail about even though there is one Supreme, we are learning Kshetra, Kshetragna, Vibhag Yoga. Kshetra may be many, but the Kshetragna is only one. In all Kshetra, the Kshetragna, the knower of the Kshetra is only one. So that one single entity which is manifesting as many in this pluralistic world, why it is so? So in this chapter, we are discussing about the divine qualities and devilish qualities which are exhibited by people in this world because of their equipment. So because of this field of experiences which are different for the different entities, when the Kshetragna shines through that Kshetra, the manifestations will be different. The divine qualities, as we have seen in the beginning, are the liberating qualities. I am right now suffering because I identified with my limitations. These limitations create unhappiness and sorrows. My goal all throughout the life is to get rid of these limitations so I have infinite happiness. Knowingly or unknowingly we are looking for unbroken happiness. Not that we are happy one day, the other day it's okay to be unhappy. None of us have ever accepted that. So all we are looking for is unbroken happiness. That unbroken happiness is not possible as long as the equipment is limited. So that's, that much we have concluded that as long as there are limitations and there are competitions, there are plurality, when I and the world exist, there will be conflicts, there will be discrimination as we call it, whatever that is, but that will create unhappiness. So to liberate oneself from this limitation is the goal. As much as I get rid of my limitations, I'll be free. So we talk about economic freedom. So I'll be free in my retirement. I don't have to work when I'm 75. So the freedom is by getting rid of your limitations. So Bhagwan, in the beginning of this chapter enumerates divine qualities in the first three verses he said, these are liberating qualities. These qualities when you acquire or exhibit or follow, they are liberating you from your limitations. That will give you what you are looking for, which is the infinite happiness, immortality. 
And then he describes the devilish qualities. Obviously, we are all aware of them. Arrogance, anger. So he said, all these qualities are binding qualities. They bind you more and more to the limited self. And therefore, the goal in life is to get rid of all the devilish qualities and acquire all the divine qualities. But it is easier said than done because our mind only focuses on my divine qualities when it comes to me. When it comes to me, I see all the good qualities in me and I overlook all the bad qualities in me. When it comes to others, I see other way around. I only see bad qualities in them. I overlook their good qualities. So to introspect ourselves, the devilish qualities are described in detail. Bhagavan said we have talked about divine qualities all throughout this Bhagavad Gita. We will now talk about the devilish qualities. So these asuric sampatti, and it's called sampatti, this is my wealth, the wealth which I have created through my experiences in life. Through my experience of my life, I have created tendencies. These tendencies are my wealth. So if somebody says, such and such person is very wealthy, well, Bill Gates, what is the most valuable asset that Bill Gates has? Not his wealth. It is his mind and his intellect. That's his best asset. Through that asset, he has created all this wealth. So my most valuable asset are my tendencies. Is it my tendency to act in a divine way or a devilish way? So that's my wealth. The Bhagavan said this divine wealth will liberate you from your limitations. This devilish wealth will, will bind you more and more to your limitations. will create more limitations for you. So for introspection, we started analyzing what is considered devilish quality and why they are there. So the first thing we have seen is their basic belief is this world is without any basis. There is no order in this world. That there is no organizing principle in this world. Whatever happens, randomly happens, and if I can get what I want, for whatever means, that's good enough. And there is nothing more than this life, this finite life that I live, from my birth to my death. That's it. That's all. There is nothing beyond, nothing before, nothing after. There is no controller. As long as I can get away with my actions, there is nobody to be answered. So with that basic belief, when they function in this world, their prime goal is the gratification of their lust, to just fulfill desires. Whatever desire I have, by hook and crook, if I can fulfill it, that's all that is to life. So that's how they operate in this world. And therefore their behavior exhibits those qualities. And those qualities we have seen in detail, they will say, who is there as good as me? So their self-assessment of themselves, no matter what the other people think, but I think I am the greatest. There is nobody like me. I am high-born. I am born in a better situation than others. I am more intelligent than others. And I have done this and I also do this. I will acquire this, I will also acquire that. I have defeated this enemy, I'll defeat even anybody else comes in my way. So they become so self-centered in their thinking 
that they cannot think beyond that. So Bhagwan said, those people with that type of behavior and assessment, they'll go through life with this asa pasa sataihi baddaha. Because I feel that the only way to be happy is to fulfill my desires, I continue to satisfy my desire, and as we know the nature of the desire, one is fulfilled, the other one pops up right after that. The whole process of fulfilling one desire creates more desire. You go to a shopping mall, and all you wanted to buy is one thing, but just walking through the shopping mall creates more desire. So Bhagavan said, Asa Pasa Sataihi Baddaha. They are bound by hundreds of desires. Kama Krodha Parayanaha. Constantly engaged in desires and anger. Because I have too many desires, I try to fulfill. Don't get fulfilled, I get angry. And for that, I even engage in unlawful means to satisfy my desire by acquiring wealth in a wrongful manner. So Bhagavan said, All these things are not uncommon. There is not a separate class of people who do this separately and everybody else is in a divine side. All of us have these qualities in some proportion, some measure or other. However, all of them come together, all the negative come together, then you certainly become a devilish person. Others are in the path of evolution and they gradually get rid of all those negatives with their introspection. If I find myself to be getting angry unnecessarily, I will recognize myself and start correcting myself. See, these are the verses for introspection. And see, is my behavior fit into this mold even for a limited time or even on a rare occasions? But whatever it is, it is not helping you. That much we need to understand, Bhagavan said. So, you need to get rid of them. Otherwise, aneka chitta vibrantaha, moha jala samabrataha, prasaktaha, kama bhogesu, patanti, naraki asucho. If you are not careful and pursue that path, then people with the bewildered many fancy and tangled in the snare of delusion. More and more you think in a wrong line, more deluded you get. Addicted to the gratification of lust, they fall into the foul hell. I started my journey to get rid of my limitations and I want to be happy. More I try, more I get caught into not doing the right thing. The one lie leads to hundred lies. One wrong action leads to hundred wrong actions. So it's a progression of from a small to a completely deluded situation. Atma sambhavitaha, stabda, dhanamana, adanvitaha. If you have completely fallen into this category, then this will be the assessment from others. Self-conceited, I think myself much greater than who I am. Self-conceited, stabdaha, stubborn. Somebody can come and tell you this is not going to help you kneel. No, no, I know. This is the only way to do it. Stabdaha, dhanamana adanvitaha. They are drunk with pride and their wealth. Yajante nama yagnehe tai dambhena avidipurvakam. Engaged in this yagna, but avidipurvakam. Yagna we have learned before, it's not just that symbolic sacrificial fire. Yagna, as we have learned from Bhagavad Gita in chapter 3, is that cooperative endeavor for the greater good. So in our time, it's a social service. 
I have become wealthy with unlawful means and now I said, I'm going to do the social service. But I'm doing it avidhi purvakam. Because I'm so filled with my pride that I'm not getting the right advice from anybody, not going to surround myself with the right people, and then everything I'll do will be not according to the proper method. So the result will be, even though I have tried to do social service, I'll be harming the society. We see that all the time that people who are not really have a pure goal and they become leaders in the society or they they start any kind of a charitable organization, we end up in more mess and chaos and hurting the society than helping the society. Yajante Nama, in the name only, they get engaged into social service. So if you're a film star, you have to have some kind of a charity to be associated with. How many of them are serious? Only they know. But you have to associate yourself with some charity because it's like a requirement to be in public eye. If you're doing it in the name only, then you will be doing avidhi purvakam. You will not be doing it as methodically so that it helps. People like Bill Gates, they're so methodical in doing it that he wants to see that how many people get impacted by that, not just because I'm doing charity. So unless you're doing that, you'll be just doing it for the name only. Bhagavan says, Dambhena, Yajante, Nama, Yajnehete. They are engaging into social service, but for the name only. They're doing it purvakam without any method. Ahankara, Balam, Darpam, Kamam, Krodham, Chasam, Sritaha. They take refuge in ahankar, ego, power, haughtiness, lust and anger. Mama Atma Paradehesu Pradvishanto Abhyasuyakaha. They hate myself in their body and also in the others. In other words, there is a divine spark in all of us. Even in the most devilish person, there is a divine spark in him. That divine self is constantly trying to guide you as your conscience. Trying to tell you what is right and what is wrong. What you are doing is not right. This is not a good result. But because of their preconceived notion of what is good for them, they hate their own conscience. Why this is bothering me? They will never get the benefit of the divine guidance which they can get through the conscience. But also they hate this divinity in others. When others try to do something which seems divine, they think that that actually is a show-off. So, they hate my presence in themselves and in others. Tanaham dvisataha kruran sansaresu naradaman kipami ajastram asuban asurihi eva yonishu. This is a scary verse. Okay? These cruel haters Worst among men in the world, I hurl this evil doers forever into the womb of the demon only. It seems like the Bhagwan is punishing here for your bad behavior. Oh, Bhagwan here acts as the lawgiver and law enforcer. We have seen that this world is created out of Brahman's own self. Bhagwan created this world out of his own self and remain as the regulator for this world. So therefore, 
once he became this world, created what I was myself, he remained as the lawgiver and law enforcer. Therefore, in nature there are laws. Those laws are enforced without any exception. The law of gravity is applicable to all, no matter which country you are from and which language you speak. If you jump out of the 14th floor window, Mother Earth will receive you exactly the same way Newton predicted. So there are no exceptions in this world from the laws which are created for this nature. And the Bhagwan himself remained as the law enforcer. Because if there is no law enforcer, the law has no meaning. If there is a speed limit on 64, but there will never be any cop, after a while I figure out this road is very free, there never will be any cop on it. Speed limit, nobody will follow. But one day I see that I am driving at 80, and other people driving at 55, I figure out there must be a cop ahead of us. So law enforcing is as important as creating laws. So Bhagavan not only created law, but he remained as the law enforcer. Now at that point he is unbiased. The law of karma works without any exception. As you do, so you will receive. Because all your actions were devilish. And we also seen the law of reincarnation. My next station in life will be where I left off in this station of life. It will not be any different. It will not suddenly will change my environment. Last night, I was an architect. When I wake up the next morning, I'll still be an architect. I won't be a doctor or suddenly. So wherever I leave off in this life, I'll start from there in the next life, in the next state of existence. Bhagavan said, by my position as the law enforcer, I send them to the lower wombs of demons only. Because that's the only thing they feel comfortable. I seek the environment which makes me feel comfortable. So if I'm put in an odd environment, no matter how good that environment is, I will not be feeling comfortable. So you have to put that person in an environment that person feels comfortable. So Bhagavan says a devilish person will only feel comfortable in the environment which is appropriate for him. And therefore, he goes to that and then continues to go down that path. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbhave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om